Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And today I am releasing, for the first time ever, the sound I recorded when I scanned the Egyptian Book of the Dead using the technique of Parasymatics 2.0. Now, first off, before I play this tone for you, let me explain a bit more about what the Egyptian Book of the Dead is. So I went just to look up a basic dictionary, or excuse me, uh, encyclopedia article, and it says here, the Book of the Dead is an ancient Egyptian funerary text used from the beginning of the New Kingdom around 1550 BCE to around 50 BCE. Now let me explain to you what that means and just how old that is. So BCE refers to the time before year one. So once you have year one, it starts going forward and the numbers get bigger going into the future. But when you go the other way, BCE, the numbers get bigger going into the past. So some of this goes back to the year 1550 BCE. To give you an idea of how long ago that was, year one was around the time Jesus was on the earth. Tiberius was the Roman emperor. Confucius in Asia was given his first royal title so he was running around this was 1550 years before that so you know you you hear people talk about Jesus being around 2000 years ago well imagine you're living in Jesus's time and you're talking about stuff that happened 1500 years ago. That's how long ago we're talking about. Anyway, goes on to say, quote, book is the closest term to describe the loose collection of texts consisting of a number of magic spells intended to assist a dead person's journey through the duat, which is what they called the underworld, and into the afterlife and written by many priests over a period of about 1,000 years. The Book of the Dead was part of a tradition of funerary texts, and it says that uh, some of these were painted onto objects, not papyrus. And some of the spells included were drawn from even older works that date to the 3rd millennium BCE, says a number of the spells which made up the book continued to be inscribed on tomb walls and sarcophagi as had always been the spells from which they originated the book of the dead was placed in the coffin or burial chamber of the deceased so the idea here is that when you die and they put you in your burial chamber, they give you this handbook. And it's a book of 
not just instructions, but also spells. Now, what exactly do all these spells say? Well, you'll have to go and research that on your own. But what I did was sit down and take a good sample of the most uh, intrinsically representative hieroglyphs from the Book of the Dead and and scan that. And so uh, if you want to see what the, the picture is of these hieroglyphs from the Book of the Dead, well, I'll tell you in a minute how you can look at that. But I want to give you this background so you will understand the the profound, you know, ancient aspect of this. And, you know, there are, are few things in this world that we acknowledge being five, maybe even 10,000 years old. I mean, like some people believe the pyramids might be 10,000 years old because of erosion and whatnot. Um, we, we may have examples of monuments and structures that have lasted that period of time, but there aren't too many texts out there and texts that specifically represent the journey into the afterlife. Now, before I play this for you, I also want to tell you, you know, you've heard a few of these uh, these sounds already that I've captured from uh, or using Parasymatics 2.0. And granted, they all do have a similar quality uh, because they were all captured using the same method. But each one has very unique characteristics, a unique personality, unique subtleties, which come out even more when you look at these things as a, like a wave on an oscilloscope or if you see the sigils that are produced. So they're all very unique. And maybe it's my imagination because I know what it is. Uh, but what I can tell you is that when I listen to the subtleties of this sound that was created by scanning the Book of the Dead using Parasymatics 2.0, it reminds me of an ocean of souls soaring through space. Some good some bad that's just what I think of when I hear it so here we go here is the sound I got when I scanned the Egyptian book of the dead Okay, now here is something else interesting about that particular sound and the sigil it created. So as you know, what I do is I scan these things, I get the tone or the sound, and then I turn that into a sigil. Uh, 
I have now posted all this on the updated sigil page. So you can go right now to joshuapwarren.com, scroll down the home page to the little sigil section, and you'll see the yellow link that says click here for updates on sigils. And when you click there, it'll take you to the page that I'm updating with all this new Parasymatics 2.0 stuff. And you can scroll down to the Parasymatics 2.0 section, and... um, and you will see the original image you'll see how it looked in the water and you will see the sigil that it created now the funny thing is all of these parasymatics 2.0 sigils look crazy they really do um a lot crazier than what we were getting using the original parasymatics method however however the other day, Lauren and I, we were sitting down and we were looking over the original Parasymatics sigils for money, love, uh, psychic ability, etc. And we saw that of all those things, the one sigil that we got before that actually does look very similar to all this stuff that we're getting so far with Parasymatics 2.0 is the UFO sigil. And you'll see what I mean. If you go to that page and you look at the original set and you see, you know, they're all weird looking, but you will see that original UFO sigil that we captured uh, probably two years ago. It, It looks incredibly similar to what I am capturing with the Great Pyramids, Crop Circle, Stonehenge, uh, the, uh, of course, now the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Uh, I, I have some other really, really interesting ones that I'll be releasing for you soon. But isn't that intriguing that these things all look similar to that original UFO sigil? It, it, it really stood out at the time. And now it seems to fit in with what we're getting when we are trying to decode these uh, amazing staples of mysticism and metaphysics that are part of esoteric study all around the world. So that's something to think about. How that maybe all this stuff, pyramids and Stonehenge and crop circles and Book of the Dead, actually might relate very, very uh, closely to the UFO phenomenon. And you can really dig deep into that one. That's a juicy topic because you could even go so far as to say that the UFO phenomenon is not just about us being visited from other places, you know, other rocks out there, but that it literally is part of an interdimensional phenomenon that includes what happens to our souls when we die. You know, when we actually transition and we go somewhere else to another realm, to another place, that the UFO phenomenon is not some merely technical nuts and bolts type thing, but actually has a very deeply spiritual element to it. And that's really intriguing to me because, um, well, it reminds me, you know, of some of the listener emails that I've got. Let me uh, read you some of the emails I've received lately. Um, and, and by the way, if you do go 
and look at the sigil that's created by the Egyptian Book of the Dead and you decide to print that out and use that sigil just like you would any other because I haven't done this yet I captured it but I haven't used it I haven't put it into practice if you do that I'd really love to hear from you about what your experiences are and I look don't but don't hold me accountable I don't know if they're going to be good or bad or you know I don't know it might scare the hell out of you but um I want to read you some of the emails I, I, I've received. Uh, this one comes from Canada, from James. He was actually trying to uh, purchase the Miraculous Prayer Board, and he was having some uh, technical issues. And he said, I'm way up in North Canada, and man, I would love to add one of those into the tools I have acquired from you so far, if I am lucky enough. And I have been using the Vedic Mantra for CE5 contact since you were so good to send it on New Year's. Thank you. And I must say there has been some really cool subtle energies I have been blessed to experience. To date, I'm still trying several times a week. Again, that's from James in Canada. Now, if you don't know what he's talking about, I discussed a mantra for New Year's that is related to... uh, contacting the others the extraterrestrial visitors ufos and this is based on what i learned by watching a video of dr stephen greer but the reason i thought that was is it an appropriate uh, thing to read right now especially is that again we're talking about the idea that these aren't just space invaders and their rocket ships you know coming in buck rogers style that we are talking about something that actually has more often than not a more spiritual angle to it because if you can sit there and meditate and repeat a mantra and get into a mindset and that allows these things to appear well then obviously we are talking about something that is um, is more sophisticated than what we as humans call technology we're talking about some kind of interaction with another field of consciousness out there and the beings that uh, are expressions of that in fact I was watching the other night the debut on the travel channel of this new show uh, called like paranormal caught on tape or something I can't remember exactly what it was called but it's 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 reminiscent of you know the what Fox used to do back in the day where they would just have specials that would come out with like oh, par- paranormal amazing footage and so um i was watching this program it was actually pretty interesting uh, some of the footage they had looked very authentic to me some of it was yeah, a little wishy-washy but they played some footage that reminded me a lot of what steve barone has been getting here in the las vegas area where you have these big glowing lights that appear in the sky that are obviously out of place and then they start dividing into smaller lights and these other smaller lights start you know swirling around and then sometimes they morph back into the the original one it looks a lot actually like some of the footage that uh, my team and I captured at Brown Mountain of the Brown Mountain lights and so um, I bring this up because you know we're, we're talking about something that you know, I guess it could just be some kind of extremely amazing atmospheric phenomenon, 
But if you place it in context with everything else that people report around these places where that kind of stuff happens, it, it seems like that uh, these visitors, if we want to call them that, uh, they might even be the masters, you know, and we're just the cattle down here. Whatever they are, they they have an organic element to them. They're a little rough around the edges. They look like energy forms more than spaceships. And um, uh, it's, it's easy, you know, to interpret things based upon what you're familiar with. But I definitely think that in many cases we're looking at something here that is uh, essentially some kind of a manifestation of energy that we're sort of unfamiliar with. Uh, so, anyway, that's from uh, James in Canada. This came to me from uh, the UK, from Dominic, uh, and he's a great guy. He's been a big supporter and fan for a long time, and he always gives me great feedback. And he wrote and he said, um, I let my friend Melinda have some of my money potion. He's talking about Shelley Wright's money potion to spray in her office where she worked in a community center and it certainly timed well with her being able to suddenly get hold of a 500 pound donation for the polytunnel roofing a few days later. She also in that week received a sudden payment protection insurance refund for 2,700 pounds uh, and then he goes on to say, it severely impressed her. So that's really cool. So thank you, Dominic, in the UK. Uh, then let's see here. This comes from um, from New York, uh, a lady named Karina. She says, hello, Joshua. This is Karina, a follower and customer of your crazy ideas, which I love. And then she asks some uh, questions, says, I just want to know about pricing. I have a basic wishing machine, e-machine, that I want to upgrade to the model e-lux. The price is on the website. So she asked me a few technical things. And then she goes on to say, I already own two of them. And just to tell you quickly, I was one of the winners of a Powerball Power Cruise in January. And I used my box to have the most fun and win more prizes. I was the first winner of $5,000 on board, and the fun was extremely unexpected. I always wish I could dedicate my life to these unseen energies. Isn't that cool? That's from Karina in New York. Thank you, Karina. And uh, one more I'll read to you. This is from Chicago, from Christine. Uh, The subject line of her email was, Thank you! Exclamation point. She says, I received my miraculous prayer board on Thursday. I want to thank Mobius for getting it shipped so quickly. I am feeling a shift in my attitude and general well-being by using it every day before starting my day. Thank you for making this resource and tool available. Sincerely, Christine. Uh, isn't that, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing to get, uh, you know, I get a lot of emails. And, I mean, every day I'm overwhelmed with positivity. And 
Uh, and yes, kudos to Mobius for getting those prayer boards out there. I'll, I'll talk a little more about this in a second, but uh, you have actually, as of today, uh, February 17th, 2019, Sunday, this is your 24-hour notice that you have 24 hours left if you would like to get one of the miraculous prayer boards guaranteed. And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go watch the video and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but this date, February 17th, this day is my 12-year wedding anniversary. And so... Uh, Lauren and I are about to take a trip and uh, do something special and sort of get away for a while and have some fun. So I may or may not just sort of turn off the electronics for a while. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'll be leaving a podcast for you the next couple of days. I probably will have to. I can't resist because even though we're doing this for fun and relaxation and to celebrate... It turns out we're going to a place where I once witnessed something phenomenal. And I've always regretted that I was uh, not able to get it on camera. It was just so unexpected. And I'll, I'll explain at some point. But I'm going back to that place. And this time, I actually am going to have some tools to be prepared so that if this happens again, which would be uh, astounding, <laughs> I'd have to be super, super lucky. Um, but if this happens again, uh, during this window of time when I'm going to be there, then I am prepared to, uh, to document it properly. So yes, even when I go to have a little fun, I... Uh, I have to incorporate a little of what I also enjoy doing <laughs> for research. But Lauren's very... I, she might even be more excited about this than I am, actually. Um, because I got to see this once, and she wants to see it, because she's heard me talk about it for 10 years. So, who knows? We might get really lucky. I'm sorry to be so mysterious and you know vague and beat around the bush, but like I say, I, I will explain everything to you at, at, at some point so you just have to keep you know listening to uh to understand but the next few days will be kind of wishy-washy in terms of uh the podcast and I, i'm sure you understand that but uh yeah let me get back here to to the prayer board situation you know the thing about the prayer board is these are they're really works of art and whatever your opinion is of what I do in life, whatever you want to call me, whatever you want to, uh, you know, whatever label, um, I think at very least you can call me some kind of a, a wacky artist. You know what I mean? I, that's that's certainly, you know, a, a lot of people call me a mad scientist. That's wonderful. I love that title. I, I wear that badge proudly. But at very least... I do think what I produce is a form of art. And these miraculous prayer boards, they are handcrafted right here in my workshop in Las Vegas. They take time. They're done. Each one is done with love and enthusiasm and, uh, and a lot of attention to detail. So 
you know I made one batch of these, and I asked Mobius if we have any more left, and he said we do have some still left. So that means you have 24 hours if you want to get one of these, and um, where you're guaranteed you will have it shipped to you quickly. Now, I am considering making a second batch because this product has been so popular, but I haven't made it yet. So that means if you want one of these and you wait too late, if I do make a second batch, then it's going to be a little while before you get it. So look, if you want to get one of these things, I'm telling you, this is your 24-hour notice. And, uh, you know, it's like the lady who said that she won the... um, powerball cruise i mean she has uh, what she said two machine two wishing machines and now she's wanting to get upgrades on another i mean i have at least 10 wishing machines running every single day on different wishes and i have people now who are ordering multiple prayer boards sometimes they're getting them for their friends and relatives and loved ones sometimes they're just getting them so they can distribute them around the house um so you know if even if you have one already well you might want to get yourself a second one but what i can tell you is that this is a a a limited unique handcrafted item it's created right here this is the only place in the world to get it we create it with our own hands right here in my lab in my workshop in las vegas because I have a, a lab and workshop here, and I have one in Asheville, North Carolina. And by the way, the one that I have in Vegas right now is going to get really, really big soon. So I've got some news for you on that coming up uh, shortly. But if you go to joshuapwarren.com, and you'll see right now at the top of the page, there is a, a, a big yellow link that will take you to information for the prayer board. If you click that, and you look on that page it'll either say in stock or out of stock and obviously that will determine uh, whether or not you can get one because if you want to get one um it's going to be a matter of do we have any from the first batch and am i going to make a second batch and that depends on a lot of factors because they have a lot of stuff going on so anyway I think you get the picture, joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com. As soon as I get back from my trip here with Lauren, I have new experiment updates on the time travel project. So that's some pretty exciting stuff to look forward to. While you're at joshuapwarren.com, you will find a link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. And it's always short. It's always free. It's independent, uncensored, no commercials, no sponsors. I don't want them. People contact me at least eh, two or three times a week wanting to sponsor. This is a, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Thank you. But no, I keep this independent so I can do it exactly however I want to. Because I see a lot of other podcast hosts out there who have to, you know, bend their content a little bit for some sponsor and i'm just not interested in that so thank you very much if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast but nope i prefer to be free and independent and so if you click the link to joshua p warren daily you'll find you can subscribe through various means 
or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren at Joshua P. Warren and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that said, thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious and I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>